With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Week 10 is in the books. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Mike, we have no more unbeatens in the National Football League. Philadelphia now goes by the wayside at the hands of the Washington Commanders. I'm sure that last play of the game ruined many a fantasy leagues, whether it be 
you having a commander's defense or having Devontae Smith on your team and getting charged with a fumble. But that's what we get. We that is this is not new to Monday Night Football. We have we've heard all this before. No, just insanity uh, abound. I mean, you talk about time of possession, Robinson and carrying defenders with him. The what was it, 24 minutes of possession for Washington, but you're still looking at a, at a game where the Eagles had put up 14 points and AJ Brown, well, between he and uh, Miles Sanders, uh, just a, a, a weird night, no question about it. Four targets for Brown, uh, seven yards on one reception and an, another that would, you know, a turnover. Uh, and then Sanders finishes with 12 for 54, but he was on the side of a milk carton for much of the game. Yeah. And I, I got to give a shout out to the guy that had that parlay going that was alive, needed at least 110 rushing yards. To win one hundred thirty-five thousand, based on the others having checked off, one hundred and ten uh, from who? Uh, from Miles Sanders. Oh, okay. Needed one hundred ten right. rushing yards, so it was going to pay off one hundred thirty-five thousand. Uh, they offered him about twenty-two grand to uh, cash it out, and he took the money. Okay. He hit the plunger oh, and said, "Deal." Yes, <laughs> and <laughs> he was, is... and he was brilliant because at half, what do you have? One carry. So you, you look at that, but just an insane game, and you know, obviously, all the narratives that'll flow out of it for fantasy purposes. Robinson clearly uh, establishing himself as one of those risers. We talk about Damian Pearson running fiercely and all those things. Here's another guy uh, that's getting after it. And after the week he had, you knew he was going to be motivated, being used as a political uh, pawn by the by the front office. And by that, I mean all the way up as. Jason Wright did everything he could to back away from those press releases and everything else. But you got a touchdown from Smith, even though you lost the yardage. You got the touchdown from Goddard, uh, the no-show from Brown, really one of the more curious things, but a great job by the Washington secondary to limit him. And let's face it, you don't have a lot of plays. Uh, Opportunities came fewer and further between. Yeah, and just just because you mentioned Brian Robinson, something to take note of. The average tonight wasn't great, but the volume uh, speaks volumes and still put up a a very healthy point total. And now you've got a schedule that has the Texans-Falcons back-to-back games against the Giants and then a possible, if your championship game is in Week 17, I skipped the game against the Niners, that's in Week 16, but in Week 17, you'd have the Cleveland Browns uh, as your uh, opponent. So... That would be something a little healthy that I think uh, if you have uh, Brian Robinson shares, something that you should be positive about at least moving forward. But the Eagles situation, uh, worst case scenario, this is <laughs> unless you have Jalen Hurts who uh, gave you some points. This is right. Mike. This is the this is the Eagles that I think people were expecting to have more often than not. And now it's just up to them to be like, all right, is this just the one off? Were we reading our own press clippings or? Are these going to be creeping in a little bit more? Because when it comes to fantasy, you make you named all the duds. You know, I mean, this is yeah. that that would that would not be good if you're a fantasy uh, the player with a lot of Eagles stock. It's curious, right? I mean, we had AJ Brown in the post game, you know, kind of smiling, laughing, saying, "Well, we don't have to think about that seventeen and zero anymore." So clearly, it permeated to a degree. But if they turned another page, they probably would have seen another op-ed piece of how they're not very good. Because that was the running. Are they really, you know, a team that is this good at this point in the season, right? We we saw those parallel stories, um, you know, kind of meet, they meet the and come to a head today. So, yes, undefeated is out. Does that loosen things up? 
Perhaps did it expose some issues on the run defense with a, a date with uh, Jonathan Taylor and a reinvigorated offensive line coming up? Maybe. But it's it's the curiosity of, of how you respond from this because they got bludgeoned. I mean, that was the one thing with, with Washington is how much they controlled this game. That's And there's a couple of bad calls that, are, that we'll talk about, you know, for – Sports Talk Radio fun for the rest of the week. How many apologies uh, letters get sent out from the league office here, 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 and here. But it, it is. We, we expected from Jalen Hurts, but I, I expected more from the run game. But if you don't possess the ball, you know, how, how do you run it? <laughs> right? Because oh, yeah. they, they converted five straight possessions into points, did the commanders on Monday night. I'll also say this. This is what I think tells you a lot about Philadelphia that A.J. Brown admitted that there may have been some pressure with being undefeated. Mm-hmm. And that is ridiculous. They didn't even make it to the halfway point of the season. Week 10, and, Dan. And, and Week 10. <laughs> this, is, this was, they were 8-0. This was game nine of their 17-game season. And they were feeling the pressure of the seventy-two Dolphins. Like, are you kidding me? Like, like that's that's when you just that little like look into the their psyche. It's going to say into mm-hmm. the locker room, but it's not the like it's that's not that. It's just the psyche of thinking that you've accomplished something to this point. And your point about the 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 other side of the paper is the the op ed of if they're good or not is realistic, and that and that is still out there. And there are detractors, there are people that aren't believers, but for some reason the Eagles had felt that they had accomplished something, and maybe were on the verge of greatness, when greatness is two hundred and fifty more miles down the road. Like it's not that wasn't even close, you know. So that that says a lot about maybe where Philadelphia is. They may need more than a wake up call, you know. Then and and I don't know if this is is going to be enough to do it, but just to think like that's maybe where your mindset was at this time. Maybe that's where AJ Brown's mindset was. Maybe you can't speak for the other fifty two players and the coaching staff, but to have that pop in makes me think that other players were probably thinking the same, having no idea. Those are words, Mike, of of teams and players that haven't been there before. No, that's a good point, right, uh, of trying to figure out what it means. Do do the wins count more in Philly? I mean, they were getting booed at halftime, even though they're 8-0. Yeah. So do, do we think that it's just been a much longer season for them because they're in Philadelphia? By the way, Miles Teller should be nowhere near a field. He was bad luck for the Phillies, and look what happened today. Well, he showed up, I, you know, I'm not a movie guy, but he showed up to like 80 Phillies games. I, I felt like I saw Top Gun 2. Oh, good. I haven't even seen the movie because I had seen him so much in Philadelphia during the playoffs. Seems to be everywhere. Maybe they just felt because they're locking off of Embiid's night on Sunday night that it was just still controlling the destiny. Anyway, who knows? I just, it's not a great sign for Philadelphia. They lost no more unbeatens. Uh, speaking of blemishes, time for us to do our Ooh. report cards. Uh, look back at what we got right and what we got wrong before we dive into Week 10, a little bit more of it. Um, Geno Smith, I call him Geno Schnitzel. 
Had a top 10 week in our league. Yeah. Um, I'll take that. So uh, it, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty early on. Seahawks couldn't convert a third down for the life of them early on in the game, but did uh, did add some to the second half to make it work. Points of Palooza said Bears-Lions, and it sure turned out to be that way. Uh, 61 points between the squads. And if you had Justin Fields again, something we talked about in the last podcast, you were very, very happy. Missed on Jacoby Brissett. Uh, got off to a great start for the Browns in Miami, uh, but the rest was, was all Dolphins. Uh, the rest of the way and uh, missed on my give you one reason to bench a guy second straight week I didn't get Joe Mixon this time but James Conner got in the end zone twice for the Cardinals and their win against the Rams was wrong about that had himself a big week Justin Fields was my number one quarterback so I trumpet that although uh, I traded all to not have Jeff Okuda go sprinting back to daylight <laughs> to finish that game. By the way, Buckeye uh, and Buckeye crime right there. No, that's right. It's like, look, he knows what you're going to do, man. Um, and uh, obviously PATs missed all over the board in the NFL, uh, creating for some really weird circumstances left and right. Uh, wrong on both sides of that Green Bay-Dallas game. Thought defenses would rise up. 59 total points and Rodgers and Prescott uh, having the days they did. Yeah, even though Dak had two turnovers and people were calling for the return of Cooper Rush uh, for fantasy purposes. Still a big day. Uh, so the, those the ones that stand out, first of all, uh, Josh Allen Finishes with 20 points, but clearly the the turnovers. Not that he was a guy that I think he started with great confidence. I think I ranked him seventh or eighth when he finally played, but uh, disappointing for those that that did play him because while well, you had some of these other guys going back to Thursday night, Marcus Mariota, uh, Daniel Jones outscoring him. Uh, although, you know, with Jones, it wasn't with his legs this time, Dan. I mean, he yeah. flipped the script on everybody. Uh, and we, we both were on the uh, the Dolphins running backs. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, you had Jeff Wilson. You asked that question pointedly saying, hey, big workload to come, 17-119 and a score for him. Uh, and Raheem Mostert was still a top 10 back. So we both get to take a, a little victory lap there, 87 total yards and a touchdown. Um, again, not a monster game, but the way the running back positions rolling this year. Hey, we'll, we'll roll with it. Uh, down a little further, didn't get the big offering from Christian McCaffrey that I thought we would against the heretofore generous Chargers defense, even with all of the remaining. Like, everybody went out with an injury, yet he only finished with 60 points. So him and Debo, all of them, I'm just shaking uh, and wagging my finger at all of them. So uh, failures all, all across the board. I, I'll take a small victory lap with Justin Herbert, but that's really not much. That was chalk, Dan. Yeah, it was. Well, when, when you needed guys like, uh, you know, John Jefferson, no, that's right. or Charlie Joyner coming back. No, yeah. I, I know. Yeah, that's that's what they need in, in Charger land. No, kind uh, of a weird week though. I mean, yeah. you know, when you start going into your leading scores, a couple of the usual suspects up top, Fields and Mahomes overall. Christian Watson had a monster game. Uh so there there's a little gift for you. But Westbrook, uh, you know, Ahini uh comes through and, and gives you this huge effort in the Tennessee comeback against Denver. Didn't see that coming. No, no, and he was a guy that we talked about a little bit last year, yeah. But there was also the question, quite honestly, of what was the status of Ryan Tannehill. No, that's right. So I mean, you know, and, and 
now that you kind of saw it, I actually wrote down he was going to be one of the guys that to pick up. It's an interesting week of pickups. No, that we'll sure. get to in a little bit, a little bit. But he was obviously one of the names. Plus, uh, on a short week, uh, still, you know, like you go to Green Bay on Thursday night. Yeah, it, yeah, he was a name that that popped up. Two two wide receivers you just mentioned will be play, uh, that could be big pickups will be uh, factoring in a bit tonight. Yeah, Absolutely. so strange strange week. I mean, it was we only had the four by teams this week. We we have it again uh, as we we look at the two German teams, uh, Tampa Bay and Seattle take the week off. Uh, everybody Most that's state been of Florida is off this week. Well, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, <laughs> Jacksonville, and then Miami's off as well, so all of those guys that have been running amok on some of my teams all take a day, a day off, so uh, it could be a rough week 11 for me. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, just sit back, this is one of those weeks we've talked about where you throw a week away, and then you just regroup the next week, if that happens to be the case, if you have Tyreek Hill, if you have Kenneth Walker the third, uh, if you, heck, if you have Tua, you know, Travis Etienne, maybe, uh, yeah. maybe they're all on your team, and you can uh, just kick the feet up and uh, maybe get ready for Thanksgiving. Uh, I do got to point out, not that we're burying the lead, uh, Vikings-Bills was just a crazy, crazy game. It's talked about so much. That also would have been a points of Palooza, but when that's 63 points and the craziness there, and he had 61 in Chicago, I'm still going to give myself the W, Mike. Oh, no, you take Lions. that W. Yeah. Damn right you do. Absolutely have to take that double. Well, you didn't think – I mean, we didn't know if Josh Allen was going to play. Mm-hmm. Based on where the point spread had, had fallen, it was 9.5 or 8.5 down to 3.5, and, and then it moved like the stock market on Sunday morning because while cleared and they didn't promote a third quarterback, there was no sighting of Josh Allen during the initial warm-ups on the field. So what did that mean? And instead he plays, and somehow he was not able to avoid Patrick Peterson. But for fantasy purposes, solid day. Not a monster day, but a solid day. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Mike, as we look back at Week 10, we mentioned Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about him a little bit. The effect, the domino effect of Jeff Wilson Jr., if there was a way that we could reverse dominoes falling, it would take us to San Francisco and Christian McCaffrey. Like I think, I think Jeff Wilson Jr. is now on a revenge tour. It's probably the best thing that ever happened to him, at least the best thing that ever happened to him for fantasy uh, purposes for people who have him and maybe for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, he is just running with just with pure anger, with rage, the, the way that he's been running in Miami. But the reason that he's running in Miami is because Elijah Mitchell came back for San Francisco, mm-hmm. and then obviously the Christian McCaffrey deal. Yeah, we, you, go ahead, Dan. No, I was just going to say that the, the, the whole point of the Christian McCaffrey deal and why I didn't like the deal is now playing out. Like, we got so – and when I say we, I talk about us in the media because I still – at the time, I did not like the deal as much – for San Francisco, and I hated it for fantasy purposes because I just thought everybody would take a hit. And I think you saw that on, on Sunday night. The only thing that maybe benefited is that, okay, maybe now Elijah Mitchell is your guy that is your ground-and-pound guy, and the 49ers felt that that was an expendable position. But to sit there and think that you're going to run Christian McCaffrey into the ground 25 times is not going to happen. And when he got the football, he, his night was saved by the touchdown, Mike. Right. And, and Debo's night stunk. Uh, George Kittle had one catch. I don't know how much there is left in George Kittle. He'll go and have you know three touchdowns in, in the next game and prove me wrong. But honestly, in that offense, how many how many points can go? You know, can you really really have? Plus, you have Brandon Ayuk there. That's my whole point of of 
why I didn't love the trade and the name factor and everything. Oh, look at what Kyle Shanahan's going to do. I, I think Sunday night was more of what you're going to get for San Francisco than you will get of the opposite of him scoring three touchdowns against the Rams. No, I, I think you're 100%, right? It's going to be it's spread out because even before this week, Kittle had back-to-back weeks with touchdown, had the huge game against the Chiefs, and then three for 39 with the score against the Rams. Uh, one for 21, as you said, with with this game against the Chargers. So he's there. Ayuk had his issues but saw the ball a bunch. Mm-hmm. Debo couldn't get on court. And give the Chargers some credit, I guess, defensively. I mean, I know the great stat that was running around with Garoppolo in wins and losses without a touchdown throw. That's all fine and good. But Elijah Mitchell coming back off of the the IR clouds things, so you're at least cutting the workload in half, which I would have thought they were going to do with Wilson had he stayed anyway, mm-hmm. right? I, I thought it would have been a workload split, but then it got would get weird once Mitchell was cleared. And as soon as Wilson was out, I was like, all right, Mitchell will evidently come back post by. Uh, and now you have Shanahan saying, oh, yeah, yeah, they're going to be a workload split. So as much as we loved McCaffrey, now it's the, all right, do we get a little jailbreak action now and again? How many touches are we really talking about as they play for January? Yeah. Like that's it- that's the hard part because now, now you're in the driver's seat in a division that's crumbled underneath you. Yeah, and and when you say how much do we love McCaffrey, I, not much at all. I didn't like this situation. In Carolina, you could just do it. If you were in Carolina and you were Christian McCaffrey in Carolina, the status quo there was Christian McCaffrey's going to get eight receptions a game. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, 15 carries. You know, so there's there's 23 touches there. That's That's what he's doing. So Christian McCaffrey was targeted six times on four receptions and then got his 14 carries. I think that's max. Like the, that's, that's about maxed right. Out. Yep. Yeah. Like that's what you're going to get. You're going to see 10 to 14 for him uh, for the rest of the way. You're not going to see, I, th- I don't think anything really above 15 in that factor, but they're not going to be huge numbers. It's not Carolina was down half the time when they were doing it. This is it's, they're not running the same offenses. San Francisco is, you know, more grinds it out. And it's why I just, I didn't like it. And, and, and it almost seems it almost seems like it was wedged in. And now, you know, maybe I need to give the 49ers time, give them the benefit of the doubt, being like, hey, it hasn't even been a month yet that they haven't worked him in. But I just, for a team that has, you know, bigger aspirations and for fantasy purposes, yeah, I just, I, I think we're going to get more of what we saw in week 10 than what we saw, you know, for San Francisco against the Rams. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a team that's built to front run. So that makes sense with the defense back and healthy, right? They got a bunch of starters back. You're looking at the run game with Mitchell returning. I mean, McCaffrey still had 18 touches, and then it becomes a what do you do with him? But you're not gonna you're not gonna give him 25 touches, and you're probably not in the all right. Let's just keep dumping the ball off. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, which is you know to your point about Carolina playing from behind. It's like all right, we can't push the ball downfield. So Christian, you engage in a block for a second, and then I'll find you out of the backfield. Yeah, time and time and time again. And there may be a game or two where that works, but it, I think we're going to see more of an ebb and flow. And with Garoppolo, he seems to be uh, pretty dem- democratic in his process. Everybody gets fed. Yeah. 
Right, Shanahan's spreading it around. He got the he got a running touchdown on that you know quarterback sneak as well. Yeah. So that stat of the zero touchdown passes that you mentioned may have been dirty pool, but he at least used his uh, legs or the uh, the shoving of the 49ers to get him into the end zone. A couple of the things that stood out for me, and then I'll let you have the floor, Mike, for Week Ten. Uh, really seems like Isaiah Pacheco is taking over in Kansas City. Uh, a, not a breakthrough game, but enough of a game to to show that all right. I think he's going to be the guy down down the stretch. In another game against the Titans, you saw a lot of Jarek McKinnon late. McKinnon didn't get as many steps. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is an absolute non-factor. I think that played out. Mentioned the Rams with the 49ers. I wouldn't want a Ram on my team right now, especially with Cooper Cup's uh, ankle injury that reports right. are saying not looking good. And then you mentioned the uh, the buys with Tampa Bay. And even though the Buccaneers are on buy, Rick Stroud had the report that Rashad White was probably going to be taking, uh, and by the end of the season, would probably be taking over this, the running back role, or at least a good majority of it. I think we saw that with uh, Leonard Fournette's hip pointer. We saw what he could do. I think you're going to see that more of the way. I, it, it almost felt like with the Buccaneers had Leonard Fournette, that they were just giving it to him because they had to, Mike, because something else wasn't working. Right. So like, well, we'll just dump it off to him and let Leonard Fournette do. It wasn't like he was a main part of the plan of we need to get Leonard Fournette going. I think that it's different with Rashad White. There just seemed to be a different spark in the offense. I don't know how much it changes for the Buccaneers, but at least at that running back position, yeah, I'd rather own shares in White for sure over Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I mean, we've been banging the drum on the podcast and certainly in game previews looking for more of White uh, for a while now. I mean, only 38 carries coming into – Week 10, 3.1 yards per carry, but it's not a ma- massive sample size. I think with Fournette, some of it, Dan, may have been, since you didn't have necessarily the juice from him right right off the jump and the offensive line struggling, that at least throwing them the ball in the flat, you'd get his legs running and at his size, mm-hmm. that he'd be able to barrel through a couple of guys. And we saw that uh, with some regularity. Uh, in a couple of games this year, but not as consistently as you would like. And now you've got a young runner that maybe you can lean on a little bit, maybe another week uh, of the offensive line, you know, a little rest, but, you know, another week to prepare that you can get ready for a, a second half run. Do it, you know, many want to go to the, uh, the idea of what they did during the Super Bowl run, but may, maybe that's a, that's ambitious, but hey, it's the NFC, and there's no unbeatens anymore, Dan. Uh, so you got that going for you as well. What uh, what stood out for you for this past week? Well, I, I think the Bears are going to be fun for you fantasy wise, uh, but they're not going to win a lot of games. So the good and the bad, and in Chicago, they're trying to reconcile the what is what constitutes a good loss for fantasy purposes. Throw the ball around the yard, run the ball. This week they they get to play Atlanta, so both teams relying on the run game. Yeah. Fields greater than Mariota, uh, and go from there. Uh, but it's just the the idea that all right, all these guys that were getting written off either as players altogether, and and I'll be the first to say it. I was not a Cole Komet guy. He dropped the ball a bunch in big spots. Now all of a sudden, five touchdowns the last three weeks, and he's becoming a, a bigger threat. And in a fantasy season where we're 
grasping at straws. Darren Waller's done for the year. You mentioned George Kittle and his workload week to week going on. Guys that we used to trust, as the proverbial Ronco said it and forget it, that's not there anymore. So you're trying to find new options to give you a little bit of run. And I mean, Komet's one of those waiver wire guys still available in about 40% of leagues coming into this week's waiver wire. So I, I know folks uh, had gone and picked him up ahead of this game saying, it's it's the Lions, it's an opportunity, and boom, uh, paid off in a big way. Uh, I was encouraged to mention Christian Watson before, Dan, that if he's sound and Dobbs can become a guy, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, because Rodgers is a guy that got dumped off in the waivers in a lot of leagues, mm-hmm. maybe there's a little bit of a second-half usefulness for him. And again, you play defense with some of this uh, as we go. Uh, I, I was impressed even in a terrible game. They may have only lost by five, but the Raiders looked terrible in every way. We had some fun with Elvis Presley, Derek Carr kind of comparisons in terms of speech patterns. Uh, we actually found, uh, Steve DeSager found a clip of Elvis talking about losing. <laughs> which really sounded like Derek Carr, which scared the hell out of me. Uh, but Josh Jacobs seems to be uh, immune to all the chaos around him, which is it's, good. Yeah, well, it's it's funny, and this is this is what happens, and this is I, I don't think it's going to end well for Josh McDaniels in Las Vegas, but I don't think it's going to end after this season. In reports uh, today, or excuse me, on Monday, sure seem that uh, that he is going to be around next season. The funny thing about Josh Jacobs was he was the guy, Mike, that we had heard that wasn't he wasn't going to have a role, right? You know, at the beginning of the season, right? And they didn't pick up his fifth year option, yeah. all of those things, <laughs> yeah. And now he's the the stabilizer to whatever this offense yeah. and team is. So it just it it tells you that you know even again like when you you think you got something right, I don't know if the Raiders did because just funny now to see how much Josh Jacobs and is you know so much a part of that offense and one of the few things that is actually going right that they were thinking to themselves now we could probably do without him this season crazy crazy how it works out right so so you have that scenario uh that flows uh i know folks got a little bit excited with the uh, chris godwin game we've been talking about his his share is kind of going up so uh gives a, a good game six for 71 in the score uh in germany Sorry, Dan. Uh, but it's the in the Indianapolis's curiosity to me, right? Talk about Jonathan Taylor. Talk about Jeff Saturday and the win. But the reinsertion of Matt Ryan to the offense, Paris Campbell, the last couple of weeks, ton of targets, seven for seventy-six and a score in the win over Las Vegas. So he's a guy that hadn't been able to stay healthy. But now, no matter who the quarterback is, is at least getting some opportunities. So one of those waiver-wire second-half curiosities as we roll forward. He is one of the explosive guys that you can get the football to, and he can make plays. Michael Pittman Jr. is a great wide receiver, but he's he's not the guy that's going to burn past you. He's going to be the guy that, to get you that 12-yard catch, that 18-yard catch, and get you in the the end zone if you need but yeah Campbell does add a little bit more uh pizzazz to a Colts offense that quite frankly needs it yeah the last one Dan is is even with the bye week I mean the, the Broncos are broken to the point where I don't know how many guys are even rosterable at this point mm-hmm. 
right? Yeah. I mean, even even the guys that you would have paid dearly for at an auction or drafted highly, there's there's nothing, right? It's I will tell I'll tell you this. I had Josh Allen this week, uh, you know, this past week, and wasn't carrying a backup quarterback. And I went to the waiver wire, immediately saw Russell Wilson, and was like, boom, I'll take Russell Wilson. I just thought about it for a second. I'm like, that's dumb. Like, like you know, it, it was it was one of the na- – it was the name recognition thing. Mm-hmm. So then I went and picked up Jacoby Brissett instead, dumped Wilson. Brissett, they, they had very comparable days, but it also then shows you what it what Russell Wilson's value is and then where everybody else his value is. I, I had Dulcich. I played Dulcich as the tight end. Hopefully, he only had one catch against Tennessee. So, uh, so even the tight end position. I know you got Albert Ode as well. Oof. So, yeah. So there's there's just nothing there in Denver just right now. Not finding love. You mentioned Jacoby Brissett. I really had high hopes for Cleveland in that game. Started off great. Now, one of the guys we've talked about a bunch had another big game, and he's one of the waiver wire darlings and. Donovan Peoples Jones. He was a guy that we championed a bunch last year. You specifically, uh, and I, I wrote and, your and the reason is is because you know I hate Michigan. I, I just can't stand them. Right. But when Ohio State would play Michigan, Donovan Peoples Jones always just seemed a little different. Just seemed like okay, this is a guy that can produce. So I thought it would carry over into the National Football League. And I think it has. It's, you know, it's honestly, it's almost, it's not a hate watching thing, Mike. But when you're when you're so into the rivalry and you're so into it, I think you're kind of keen to certain things. And he was a guy on Michigan teams that really didn't have players that stood out because Ohio State was so much better. He was one of the guys that stood out. So I've always just thought, like, for fantasy purposes and what he could do in Cleveland. Now it's coming to fruition. So yes, I thought it could work. So why yeah. he hasn't scored a touchdown in these last six games? <laughs> Five for seventy-one. Four for 50, four for 74, six for 71, four for 81, five for 99. Go out and look at the waiver wire. Uh, odds are he's better than most of the WR3s you've been running out. Sure. Yeah. And at some point, it's probably due for a score to that point, right? I mean, that much opportunity? Be... Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson coming back here in short order. Two weeks' time for the return of Deshaun Watson. Uh, they need help on defense, is what they need. True. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan we do over three whole episodes of our podcast Becoming an Icon we're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans sharing hot takes and telling her story listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network iHeart open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon NFL Total Access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft I'm your host Andrew Levy and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team draft experts and talent scouts mock drafts and a few shock drafts too NFL Total Access the podcast is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Hey I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, your refresher on buys, Seahawks, Buccaneers, Dolphins, and Jaguars. Mentioned a bunch of guys to pick up, Mike. Uh, you know, I, I had Christian Watson, obvious, uh, Nick Westbrook-Akini for the uh, Titans, scoring a couple of times, one on Flea Flicker. A big play, but still on a short week, you'd have to think Ryan Tannehill has that chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had DJP, as you just mentioned as well. Anybody else? Waiver wire? There's actually. I'm sorry to no. Go keep ahead. Talking. Yeah, there were no running backs that you were like. No, he's the guy this week. None. Like there was no. And I'm sitting there like you know you're trying to find okay who's the quarterback, who's the running back, who's the wide receiver. There wasn't anybody running back wise that probably sh- that is still available that you should pick up for what they've done this past week. Yeah, we get to a lot of wide receivers and and that um, and tight ends certainly because you're mixing and matching right. And we'll get to Bursch and and the carousel that is defenses here momentarily. But look at that running back. I mean, Eno Benjamin got released mm-hmm. outright. Uh, Chase Edmonds is in Denver, so he's useless. Uh, you know, you still have Brian Robinson because it's Washington, because he's been back just uh, a couple of weeks. Still available, at least from the Yahoo side of things. And I mean, we're talking about a, a very large sample size. Still available at about 45% of leagues. So there's an opportunity. The aforementioned Elijah Mitchell 
is available in about 35% of leagues. So not guys that busted out this week, but some carryover guys that might still be available in your league, depending on the depth uh, of the rosters that you've got flowing through. And and you already mentioned Pacheco. So, I mean, those, those are the guys that you'd look at. And I, I guess the last one I'd mention just as a long shot stash. Don't maybe, say it. Don't say it. Go ahead and say it. James Cook in Buffalo. Okay. Okay, good. Okay, good. Because I have a name that I didn't want you to say. Okay, go ahead. I actually thought about James Cook as well because I, I, I think Naheem Hines is going to have a very, very specific mm, yes. role for them. So it's more of the Singletary Cook show. Yeah, I'm good with that. The name that I was going to throw out was something that we mentioned earlier, no Rams. I see a lot of Kyron Williams. Yeah. You know, like I, if, n- no offense to Kyron Williams, but if it's not working with Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson, what in the world would make you think it would work with Kyron Williams and not without Cooper Cup? I just I, – I, I don't I don't see that. I mean, maybe if you have the ability to take a flyer. But I, I've heard over the last week, Kyron Williams, look out for Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams could be activated. I, I don't care who's activated behind that yeah. line. You know, like that, that. it's also part of our job as well to be smart with your pickups. And maybe your leagues just allow you to do whatever. But there may be places that just throw 87 names out there and be like, see, I hit this one. I just am very cautious on something like that because I just I, I don't see it with the Rams. I just don't. I don't see things turning around, whether it's Eric Dickerson running behind that line. Ooh, nicely done. ED might uh, – no, he wouldn't have any success either. Uh, yeah, Kyron Williams, I, I think yeah, – nicely done. <laughs> yeah, I think it just comes down to folk, Jerome Bettis uh, going all the way back to the day. Yeah. Uh, just the idea that volume, you, you have to play him. I can do that mm-hmm. with wide receivers to a degree, right, because we've got to start three – or maybe you've got the the settings that you know it's more advantageous to look at that that fourth wide receiver than adding another running back to the mix. And again, running backs uh, being such a difficult position year to year. But yeah, with Kyron Williams it, with Woford under center because I don't I don't know that you're seeing Stafford again. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, you're. I would be shocked at this point if you saw him again. And what else is there? Yeah, Van Jefferson scored a touchdown. Yay. Game yeah. was done. Yeah. Yep. So I just I, I I hear that name a lot, and I just am not I'm not uh, I'm not down with the cause. Right but now. Sean McVay has to figure it out, Dan. <laughs> That's what I thought. I don't think there's what, anything to figure out at this point. Honestly, I traded for Cam Akers. He played a total of zero snaps for me in one league. Oh wow! I was I was betting on the all right. He'll come back. He'll come back. Uh, did not happen. All right, guess who is back? Uh, last week, uh, he joined us for our late week episode, but uh, the old flu bug caught him on our, uh, our our Tuesday morning episode launch. Our executive producer is Ryan Bershinger. You can get him on Twitter, at Ryan Bershinger. There was no streaming defense advice um, that we got in the recap of week nine, but we did talk about heading into week 10. How did it fare for you this week, Bersh? Uh, yeah, it's probably good that I didn't give out my, uh, my face this time. Uh, in, in one league, I played the Raiders, and they gave a flat zero. And uh, the, the Saints gave me five in one league, seven in another. So, yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah. That's what I get for playing the Raiders. What do you like for week 11? Um, well... That's, this week is incredibly interesting because the bye weeks provide uh, incredible opportunity for people who stream defenses. The Jets, the Patriots, and the Ravens were all just on by. 
so they may all be available in your leagues. Um, at least in my main league, the Patriots are the number one fantasy defense this season. The Jets are fourth and the Ravens are seventh. Uh, the Jets are on the rise. They For uh, five of their last six games, they've scored double digits in that league. So uh, the Jets and Patriots are playing each other. And on one side, you've got uh, Zach Wilson touching the ball every time. And then on the other side, you've got a Jets defense that is playing incredibly well. So I think you can go either way here. I would probably lean Patriots if I have a choice between the two. But I think both are are great pickups. And like I said, the Ravens are coming off a bye, so they're probably available as well. And they've got the Panthers this week. So... um, I, I think there's a lot of opportunity this week. Again, I know I, I just played the Saints, but they've got the Rams. And as you guys just mentioned about the Rams, I'm not at all afraid of an offense with John Wolford and uh, no Cooper Cup. Um, so there's great opportunity there. Uh, but yeah, no, I think given the buy, uh, the teams on by this last week, Jets, Patriots, Ravens, I'm probably going with Patriots or Jets this week as my main play. So not buying into Baker Mayfield? Uh, no. No. Okay. I, I Ravens not. a twelve point favorite in that bad boy, <laughs> so that's 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 what we've got, and uh, I, I still have DJ Moore on uh, one of my fantasy teams. Uh, that that was uh, I, I hey against the Ravens secondary though you never know you just never know or we could be in for a Baker Mayfield eight targets two receptions night that what if he has like a familiar. four touchdown game <laughs> and. Don't be ridiculous, Mike. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> hey, man. It's 2022 in the NFL. I have no idea what the hell is going to happen <laughs> in yeah, a lot of these fair games. Enough. <laughs> fair enough. All right. Final thoughts for this one. Burst, you got anything else you want to throw in? Uh, I, I, I fully agree with your take on Kyron Williams. I, I, okay. think, I think that that's a great point to put out there because, yeah, I've also heard that chatter over the last couple of weeks. I've I've seen people stashing him. And, I again, I get the opportunity that could potentially be there. But also, like you said, uh, I, I don't know. There's no reason to believe that this guy is that much more talented than Cam Akers or, or Daryl Henderson. And nobody behind that line is going to give you any opportunity. See, I, I fully agree with that. Yeah, in the in, in the week that he breaks out is the week you're not going to play him. No, that's right. And then, and then yeah. the then you're going to play him the next week, and he's not going to be able to do what you would think he would do. Go so. find the second back on a good team. Yes, I, I agree wholly with that. Uh, my final thoughts are this: uh, we are at the point where maybe you're realizing where your team is right now. Playoffs are about a month away. Do you make a push? Do you not make a push? If you're in a keeper league, do you, do you try to maybe get some draft picks instead? I say go for it. Mike, if, if there's one thing that I have learned is that you know draft picks in fantasy football aren't as valuable as you think that they are because there are so many misses. I look at the second and third rounds of our draft, and I just want to run and hide for how many bad picks that, that end up coming, and it's the hay that's made in the seventh, eighth, and ninth rounds, and, and even free agent pickups earlier on in the season. So if you want to, go ahead, have the guts, make moves. Plus, that's what it's there for. That's why you play fantasy football. You don't want to join and just be done after eight weeks and say, like, ah, you know what, I'll try next year. Push it as far as you can and go for it. No, I would agree. I, I got the notice from one of the uh, the leagues, the industry ones I'm in, you know, with, hey, reminder, trade deadline's coming up. Uh, I made the, the deal that, that brought me to a tongue of Iloa, and I'm sure I'll have some anxious moments about some great efforts from Amon Ross, St. Brown. And, and I also, I mean, actually, it's name guy for name guy, so it's kind of cool. They both have good names. But the the idea that, you know, you shuffle it up. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's a long off season, as we've talked about in the past. And who knows? You, if nothing else, you play spoiler. But who's to say you don't go on a, a run down the stretch here that gets you into the back end of the playoffs? And then then all, all bets are off, right? Because suddenly you've got teams with different ambitions based on where they are in the standings. And I mean this in the actual National Football League. A lot of injuries still to come, as much as we hate to talk about it. That's the reality of where we're at in the season. Operation shutdown. Hell, uh, Blake Martinez, a favorite of many of our guys here in the Fox Sports Radio studios, had 11 tackles and then he quit, Dan. <sighs> I mean, he just retired. I mean, you have no idea. Guys could just walk away. Didn't he uh, have that Pokemon card? He did. So maybe that's why. No, I don't. Th- I don't think that was enough to retire on. But okay. No, it was a good. It was a good chunk of change. Don't get me wrong. Chunk. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, in, in the end, the guy had a good game, and then they put two offensive players in Waller and Renfro on IR, and he and he walks away. So you have no idea what's coming around the next corner. So just keep playing the game. Keep making. Picks, be aggressive, and if nothing else, go make a crazy trade. Try to upset the apple cart. Do yeah. things like happen in Bershinger's leagues where things go to hell. Be that guy. Be the spark. Yeah, and don't be a crybaby. That's, that's all that we ask. That's Do right. not be a crybaby. So for Ryan Bershinger, who you can get on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger and Mike Harmon, you can find on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm Dan Beyer. Find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. And just a programming note, we'll have another new episode leading into week 11 But Thanksgiving week, just a one-episode week that week. So we're going to jam everything in, uh, not only because it's a holiday week, but we actually will have three games on that Thanksgiving that we always like to preview. So we might as well just preview the whole week for you. So that's what we're going to get. That's coming up next week. But again, another episode uh, dropping late Thursday, early Friday for some of you as we look ahead to week 11. So until then, I hope you enjoyed this pod, and feel free to reach out uh, to us on social media. We'll talk to you next time here on I Want to Flex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.